So you own your own roofing business. Have you thought about succession planning or an exit strategy? Do you know what they are? Well, you're going to find out today. You're going to love the episode. Hi, I'm Daniel Laxton, your host. I've been in the roofing industry for over 30 years, and I am your commercial roofing guru. At the beginning of every episode, we're going to set an intention. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, you know, when you wake up in the morning, sometimes you may be thinking about some of the problems you had the previous day. When we do this, we sometimes uh, are secreting cortisone into your bloodstream, which actually makes you unfocused. Sometimes you just don't uh, feel great and the, it shows in your business. So if you start the day off with an intention of thinking about the positive things that happen, your your mind will secrete endorphins and uh, other wonderful things into your bloodstream that makes you happy. You'll glow when you're talking to your customers, when you're talking to your employees, and this will really reflect in your whole business. So today, let's set an intention for this podcast by saying that we're grateful for the teams that are around us. We're grateful for our families that are supporting us in this roofing industry. We're so happy to have our coworkers and their families supporting to help us build our dreams together. Now, let me tell you about what I'm grateful for today. I am grateful and excited that my beautiful wife, Leah, is here to join me for the very first podcast of the Roofing Business Builder. I'm grateful to be here. <laughs> I'm grateful you're here too. So, so um, a lot of people may be wondering, you know, a lot of people know us uh, from this industry and they may be wondering how and why did we get involved in developing this podcast? Yeah, well, a big change happened for us about four months ago. Uh, our independent rep agency contract was bought out. And for the first time in 17 years, you came off the road and we're free agents. Oh my goodness. We're talking, we spent over a million miles on the highway. How many cars did we go through? Oh my gosh, a lot. <laughs> it seems like every year and a half, we'd have to buy a new car. Oh, not a brand new car, but you know what I'm saying. But it was uh, it was awesome. I, I think I, I my carpal tunnel's going away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we made a lot of friendships that we value very much and that we know will last a lifetime. Went to a lot of weddings vacation, saw kids grow up, be born and grow up in this industry. A lot of happy hours. <laughs> so what's <laughs> and we, it? And what we really enjoyed about all that is that we were helping uh, residential contractors grow into commercial contractors. And we're helping all of our good friends in the commercial, their own commercial businesses. We help them to level up, to grow their businesses from maybe a certain tier level up to multi-million dollar roofing companies. Yeah, to see guys go from $100,000 to $10 million in sales and not just one but multiple and get to ride that roller coaster with them was really a lot of fun. So what's it been like for you to be off the road? Did you have kind of any anxiety about doing something so different after uh, doing that for 17 years? Uh, not at first. You know, I was in the middle of a, a very large uh, governmental project uh, some of these big projects can take two years to bring to fruition. And so, you know, even that ran into past the time that we were bought out of the contract. Uh, so, but as we were finishing up that process, it, it kind of hit me in October and, uh, you know, my, uh, 
I was able to sleep in my own bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've been in hotels for 17 years. Yeah. Are you going to be a diamond with Hilton next year? Oh, no. Oh, no. We'll not think about it. Huh? I, I got out of so many tickets by showing in my diamond card. <laughs> no, but um, yeah. no, uh, but it is, has been nice to be able to sleep in my own bed. And even you know, once in a while, I get to sleep in. Well, you always sound like you just woke up in the morning. So I don't think it really matters <laughs> if you sleep in or not. Everyone thinks you did. So you might as well own it. Well, you know, uh, even this morning, my voice is a little bit like that, isn't it? <laughs> but, you know, it's like uh, the riffing boy. He's got to climb up that ladder. You know, can't carry the shingles or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, you know, when thinking back about it, I would say that this journey really started in April of 2018 when we went to Washington, D.C., for the National Roofing Day. Mm -hmm. And that is basically a lobbying program that's designed by the NRCA, National Roofing Contractors Association. You're teamed with three people in the industry from your state, and you conduct meetings with various legislatures. We got to meet a lot of amazing people that day from our industry and the staff and legislatures that we met with. Particularly, it stood out that we met Vincente Gonzalez, mm -hmm. who is from the Rio Grande Valley, the representative there. We, of course, had spent a lot of time there and do a lot of work there. And uh, he was good friends with a contractor friend of ours. So it was really interesting. Yeah, I was really impressed uh, because, you know, we always, especially when you listen to the news or watch a movie, you think these people are in a certain way. But when we were there talking with them, we saw that we were all on the same page, that we needed labor. Uh, we, we noticed that there's uh, labor shortages, but both sides were very interested in this idea uh, that we need to have more labor. We're, there's labor shortages, uh, recruitment In all construction, issues, but particularly in roofing. Particularly in roofing. So you and I were up there and listening to all this and, and giving our advice and then it made us think about the lack of education in the roofing industry. You know, uh, my my grandfather uh, was the one that taught my brother, and then my brother uh, taught me to be a roofer. And so uh, we just there's no college degree for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the skills we notice are passed down through families. And the thing is, is when the, over the past twenty years. Uh, what has happened is some of these uh, labor uh, that we've been using, their children aren't, uh, they're, they're, they're going to college to become doctors and things like that. So we've noticed this major roofing shortages and that the, that the uh, it's because there's a lack of education now uh, because of the this being passed down. So, uh, you know, even the manufacturers are the ones that are training people on how to install their products to their specifications, but there we've noticed that there was a lack of any education program on how to start and run or take over your family's roofing business. And even more so than that, for the staff of these roofing contractors trying to make the leap from residential to commercial or grow their business, you're scaling, you're hiring people from, and where do they learn? There's nowhere yeah. <laughs> to go no. to learn. So even foremen, superintendents, the office staff, there was this desperate need for education within that space. Yeah. One of the things that uh, we were spending most of our time this past 17 years, uh, one of the things we were helping was with residential uh, customers growing into a larger commercial entities. So uh, we're there's a great learning curve in doing this transition, just being a residential roofer, trying to move into commercial. There, there's a lot of... Uh, 
uh, pitfalls and uh, things that you would never know. And you're like wondering, oh, how do I even get a license with a commercial, yeah. a really good quality roofing material? Uh, so that, that, that was, so we started thinking. You don't just call up, hey, GAF, I want to get licensed. <laughs> you know, good luck with that. Yeah, that's not going to happen. There's a process there. Yeah. So, so we started thinking about creating an educational course uh, that would fill in the gaps, that would help people to, if you're, you have fear, fears the unknown. And once you have knowledge, you're not afraid and you can say and do the right things to get to where you really want to be. So our experience, you and I, well, I owned a roofing business for 15 years and then you were an office manager for a GC. And so we were a match made in heaven. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then you worked directly for a manufacturer. Yeah. And then another 15 years of us working together. Owning a repping agency. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we hired people even within our repping agency and then we mentored contractors and uh, we feel we felt like with 30 years combined, we're, we're like 50, 50 years. years combined 50, experience. So with our 50 years of combined experience, I think we can add a lot of value to everyone listening to this program. Yeah, that's right. And some people probably know that I started working full time on a startup back in 2017 called LS Inc. So I've already been off the road for a few years. Uh, and there we have an education team because we build retailer education programs in the hemp industry. Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, a lot of things started to come together because I thought, you know, we have this great team. Uh, We may be educators in the sense that we've presented before, but we don't have that background, right? Like that degree. Well, our team has both a master's in education and a bachelor's in filmography. So uh, people smarter than us that could really help us build this. So we have this amazing team um, that has this skill set to be able to build out courses. Yeah, that was great for us because, well, for me too. I mean, we always like to surround ourselves with people who are smarter than us. Absolutely. <laughs> so we took all of our photos of 17 years, a lot of megabytes, uh, so many stories, so much information, and we put it all into a course called Roofing Business Builder. So since September, we've been working on this. And the really cool thing about the course is it's not our experiences alone. It's actually designed for all learning styles. So whether you learn best through visual, uh, through reading, through communication, through hands-on, all of these things are included inside of this online course. And it's going to be launching February 1st, um, right after IRE, conveniently. Yes. And for the low price of $69 a month, your team will be able to access videos, downloads, step-by-step instruction, designed for every segment of the industry. We have tricks, oh, not tricks, but we have, uh, well, I mean, the, the tricks that some people do play, we have all the antidotes. We yes. we, we know the secrets to uh, getting licensed with the correct product, how to choose your How niche. to win public work. Oh, yeah, because um, people, they try to, they'll throw in a bid on something and they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, get your bid tab. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so, yeah. All we, of this is going to be part of it. So from roof evaluations, mm-hmm. closing the deal, um, how your office personnel, what they need to know, hiring, HR, and for the owner, how to stay in the millionaire mindset. All of these things are going to be covered in this awesome course that for less than the cost than you probably spent on happy hour last yeah. week. <laughs> 
uh, or, or going out for some or, beers with or take, your yeah, taking us out for taking us out or, for <laughs> beer. You can have access. You can have access to this course. And the reason we did it month to month is this is going to be regularly updated. It's not just like dropped and we're done with you. We want this to be as interactive as possible. So not always will we have the personalized interaction, but we will be uploading things on a regular basis. If you do want a more personalized program, we're going to open to only six companies, personalized education courses. We will actually fly in, develop a program specifically for them, and every month we will uh, have a meeting with them, a conference call to discuss the program, how far they've got. Why only six? Well, you only have one day a week because you're (laughs) helping me at LS Inc. now. And so we're really limiting it, and and then we want to have a mastermind course for these six companies uh, once a year, yeah, the reason possibly why open we, that to anyone that subscribes. Yeah, because we, I mean, we're super busy as as we are, but this is something that's been a, a passion uh, of mine. It's a passion of yours. To we've been doing this for years, helping people uh, to grow into millionaires, and I can't wait to help everyone listening to this program right now uh, that, that that they're going to be involved in this. That uh, again, I, you you spend sixty nine dollars a month on any little thing or even at the $500 a month, that is, that's a really good value because just a few of the things, just one of the things that we can teach some of the people here, it will save them two years of their life. Yeah. One job closed and you just paid for it for basically two years. And there have been a lot of studies recently on how educating your employees really helps with employee retention and in this industry where it's so hard to find a skilled labor the last thing you want to do is lose them to the competition so this really shows that you're investing in their career and their livelihood as well and of course safety will be at the forefront of a lot of the things that we discuss you can show that you really value your employee by giving them this awesome opportunity exactly so as a part of this uh, roofing business builder program Uh, We decided that we'd release this free podcast that you're listening to right now. And uh, we're going to do this every week. And you you can find this on Spotify, on on iTunes, or other places online. Yes. Roofingbusinessbuilder.com. There we go. Roofingbusinessbuilder.com. So we're going to be discussing the most relevant issues to the roofing uh, industry. Now, since this is the first podcast... We're going to discuss exit strategies. Wow, a little early, don't you think? Not really. When you think about it, uh, when you're starting something, it's always good to think about how it's going to end. So there's three options that people can actually have when it comes to an exit strategy. We we can sell it. uh, We can have someone else manage it. Or you can just die and your business will be gone in about six months. I don't like number three. (laughs) Neither do I. So... Uh, And I was going to define also exit strategies uh, and also Uh, secession planning planning, because there's a few people out there that that might be an unfamiliar word to them. So what is a a secession strategy? Yeah, so secession strategy is basically what's going to happen uh, to your business. Who's going to succeed? Who's going to take over? Exactly. So after 50 years, you know, you've just started your roofing business. You may be in your early 30s. And um, in 50 years, you're going to be 80 and you're not going to be wanting to run this business. So those are, are really what could happen uh, to your business. You don't want it to die, all the hard work that you've put into it. So the people always put this off, but they need to start planning right now. As a matter of fact, even when you're starting a business, 
uh, a roofing business, you should be thinking about an exit strategy or whoever will take over. And even for contractors who have taken over a generational company that has been in the family for a few decades or multiple generations, it's still important to think about it. Who in your business is going to take this over and keep this dream going? Yeah. Well, because you created a lot of value. And so it'd be a shame for that value to go to waste. And it's interesting because we're reading an article in this month's Roofing Contractor Magazine, the January issue, January 2020. And it discussed a recent roofing company acquisition. Uh, Restoration Builders just purchased 15 commercial roofing companies nationwide. Wow. Yeah. How much money? This has been going on a lot in the commercial roofing industry. Uh, Combined revenue over $100 million. The deals were not disclosed. $100 million. 15. You divide that. That's like $6.7 million per roofing company on average. Yeah. So they're not huge companies. These are still, you know, tier two to tier, possibly pushing tier one companies. And a really interesting thing was that the oldest one. You know, you would think, why is somebody buying a business? Because it's very well established, right? Oh, yes. Right? It goes back to long Forever. time, 100 years ago. <laughs> of these 15 companies, the oldest one started in 2006. Oh, my goodness. What was the youngest one? Uh, 2012. Oh, it's only six years old. And these people are selling their roofing business for millions of dollars? Yeah. And, you know, some people may think, well, they sold out. But did they? You know, an acquisition isn't a bad thing. If you've picked your partner correctly, it's kind of like dating. Sometimes it's <laughs> your stepkids are better off yeah. if, if the the new person you're dating at a, has a better job. Hang on, so, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's not a bad thing. If Sometimes it can be better for your staff and your customer, even if you're staying on. Uh, sometimes it's like a strategic partnership. If they're better funded th- than you, your legacy lives on and your company, yeah. And your company gets to accomplish the goals that you set out that maybe you couldn't get there. Absolutely. And the thing is, is Leah and I have been involved ourselves. So we, we've been experienced uh, with this. We've been involved in several acquisitions. Yeah. As employees, uh, as business owners, you, you, you helped in the uh, selling of that company that you worked for before you came to work with me. Um, And advisors. We've seen a lot of companies sold, um, as well uh, yeah, that we've advised. Yeah. So, um, so do you have an exit strategy? Um, that's something that you want to be thinking about right now. Uh, you know, how can, and, and, and when you're thinking about the exit strategy, again, this is the first episode, but we're talking about the last episode in the sense of people's minds. But reality is, is when you're focused on what you're going to do in the future, then you will be more, your brain's going to focus more on how to actually accomplish what you need to accomplish to get to that end goal, which is the selling. So then your mind is going to be working on creating value for your roofing business. Yeah, that's it. You know, they're not buying a repeat customer in this industry. Like maybe they would, if you're buying um, a restaurant franchise, they're buying your team and your process. That's it. So how do you, as a, a business owner, then, create that value so that way you can hand that value over to someone that's going to acquire you. Well, it's, it really starts out with a standard operating procedures uh, book. And then, uh, you know, you're going to choose, well, and then that, that's one thing. And so you're yeah. just the structure of your company. And then you have to be wise about wh- who you're going to partner your company with as far as when it comes to manufacturing licenses. Yeah, for sure. Particularly in, in commercial, we see this fairly common that, a company will be acquired because of the license. And this is because a particular manufacturer might have created scarcity in that local market by limiting the licenses in some way. 
and uh, it created value for that company. So finding the right partnership, the right manufacturer uh, that maybe is scarce in the area and uh, getting that license, it definitely doesn't happen overnight, but over time can really add value to your business. Now, granted, the manufacturer has the right to remove that license from the new owner if mm -hmm. they so choose to do so. But we have n I've never seen that happen. It very rarely happens. Yeah, they'll just keep you on the books. So um, if you want to succeed, um, you, uh, you have to choose your, your strategy. Uh, suppose you want someone to take over your business, uh, maybe your 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 children, you know, mm -hmm. or something like that. So you have to think about uh, what are we going to do with this company? Are we going to have a successor or are we going to uh, to sell? So we have to start thinking about that right now. Yeah. And even when you think about it, what happens if you get injured or something happens like that? You should always be mentoring as an owner, mentoring someone that can step in. Well, the if you want to go to Hawaii for like two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a smart thing to do anyways. Make sure that you're putting people in positions. I always say that you're supposed to uh, call Polaroid company and, and have them make a duplicate. Oh, that's yeah. the Xerox. Just kidding. But the point is, is you want to duplicate yourself. Make sure that whoever is running the company can step in and run that company uh, just the way that you would, the way you have it set up. Um, there's, um, it's a, yeah, it's very rare for someone to just to step in uh, at the last minute. And here's the other thing: is the, the statistics of, of companies surviving after the the, uh, the the person that started the company dies, the patriarch, is usually only six months, and then that whole yeah. roofing business, all those years of building something, just dies. And the team, the employees, are left hanging, right? Mm -hmm. So leave your mark, ensure your legacy, and have an acquisition plan from the beginning as a part of your pitch deck. I'm a huge believer that even if you're not trying to get funding, which is traditionally what a pitch deck is used for, you should have one and look at it on a monthly or at least quarterly basis because it's going to uh, confirm to you who your target niche client is, uh, where, where your marketing strategy should be, and what the need is that you're filling in the market. And again, some people that are listening right now, you may be wondering, what's a pitch deck? You know, so and we're going to talk about pitch decks in the next few episodes. We'll be defining them more clearly, uh, but you might Google it. Hey, a little homework for you. Uh, but the, the, the pitch deck will have key, key components on how it is applied into the commercial roofing industry. So now it's time for Did You Know? <laughs> this segment will be discussing an issue or a fact that's not commonly known in the commercial roofing industry. So uh, what are we going to be talking about? So I think today you're going to be a little technical, huh? Yeah, we're going to be technical. You know, how do we um, eliminate the lines on a roof? Now, have you ever installed a roof uh, and you do a fully adhered and you're looking at uh, the roof and all you can see are the eight uh, four by eight sheets of, of ISO insulation. Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's straight, it's smooth, <laughs> except the four by eight lines across the entire thing. And then and it's embarrassing. The first time it happens, you're like, oh my goodness, and is, do I want my company's name written all over this? Or, or maybe someone says something, uh, the, the owner gets upset or what have you. So how do we solve this problem? Do What do you think? Well, uh, we learned this a long time ago. The first time I saw it, we both were just like, what the hell? <laughs> and um, it was a, actually a contractor that had been in the business a long time, sent him a photo. And 
And he explained that basically what happens is that uh, the adhesive drips down in between those seams and then it sucks down in the mm-hmm. membrane. It sticks down in the adhesive that's already went down in the seam. Yeah, there's airflow in there. Yes. And so as the airflow's uh, going through the roof, it's going to suck that that downward. And that's why it looks that way. So the way to eliminate it is pretty easy. You have to duct tape all the seams. So yeah. on fully adhered, when you're not using a hard cover board... Um, or even if you are, like if you're using a jip board, you're staggering it, actually it can happen the same with jip. So, uh, you know, yeah. so basically you're going to stagger those boards, two layers at least, and Make right? sure that you follow the manufacturer's specifications on your, um, uh, your gapping, your gapping. Yeah. That's another thing. Over gapping, over gapping. But if you duct tape that, then that sealant is, uh, or that adhesive is not going to go down into those seams and you won't get those lines. And of course we do need a little bit of gapping. We've seen a lot of uh, installers get up there and they'll just butt it right up there. Well, what happens when the temperature changes outside? We know about expansion and contraction. That's the reason why those roofs sometimes are breaking down too throughout the years. So you've got a winter time and then summertime hits. So, so be sure to duct tape those seams. The more you know. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's pretty much the end of this show. Uh, again, we were talking about uh, uh, secession plans. We're talking about uh, exit strategies. And of course, we define those exit strategies as you're exiting the company. You're selling to a, to a company that's going to purchase you and acquire you. Uh, or to, you're hiring from within a manager to take over as yeah. you retire. So you have, so you, the listener, uh, you, the roofing business owner, have to make those decisions. When you got to do it now. You know, people think about it, uh, and then sometimes if, if someone passes away, that roofing business goes away. Well, we want that legacy to to, to live on, and we want your legacy to to live on. So um, thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, We have some things coming up. What do we have coming up, Leah? Yeah, so we will be attending IRE, International Roofing Expo, in Dallas, very conveniently Mm -hmm. uh, for us since we are Texas-based, on February 2nd to 5th. And I believe this is our fifth time participating in the Community Service Day, so we're really stoked about that, catching up with our friends uh, inside of Community Service Day. Uh, so, but if you'd Can't like, wait. <laughs> yeah, if you'd like to schedule an appointment to talk more about Roofing Business Builder, either at the show or at a different time, you can go to roofingbusinessbuilder.com, follow the link to schedule directly with Cal Lindley, and you'll get a lovely call from uh, Mr. Daniel Laxton's. Yeah. So guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for supporting us. Uh, I know a lot of you guys listening right now have supported us throughout the years. We've supported you, um, you know, be safe. Uh, be have a prosperous week. Remember to keep an intention that that uh, there's so many things to be grateful within your organization uh, and tell people about it and, and start to glow. And I might just end the show by saying, I don't always advise roofers, but when I do, I make millionaires. Stay wealthy, my friends.